0: Welcome to Why Not Both. My name is Pam Schaefer, and I'm a musician and therapist in Los Angeles. Why Not Both is all about how our multiple passions inform our identity. And this season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar magazine and produced by Laura Studeris. If you like what you hear, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and come spend time with us on social media. We are at WNB The Podcast, and that is both on Instagram and on Twitter. For this episode, we got to interview Los Angeles artist Holliver. We chatted all about his music as well as the million and one things that he's also up to. I hope that you take a listen to his work and that you enjoy our interview. Welcome to Line Up Both. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Happy to be here. You're very welcome.
0: Thank you for being here. Yeah. Um, yes. This is the podcast where I ask you about stuff and things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a few stuffs and things.
0: Just a few. Just a few. You do lots of stuffs and things, and you said you were going to do lots of stuffs and things today, so I'm like, hey. What are going to do today?
1: Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working my day job, and they think I'm just working. I'm like, you're supposed to edit, like, a 12-minute cut for this adult video site. Wow. So I'm trying to get that done and also delegate stuff to somebody else to work on the other porn sites. Uh-huh.
0: That's, uh-huh. like,
1: the bottom of my thing. That's just me, like, pretending, like, hey, yeah, I'm still working on it, but really, I'm doing eight other things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like low-key other things so i'm like yeah. okay, so you edit for adult sites
1: yeah i do cool. um and then i'm working on a story about like black businesses downtown so i went i interviewed the three people i wanted to talk to and then now i have to go back and like do photos so after this i'm gonna go make my rounds and do some pictures with them oh sweet um and freaking i'm sending in a performance video for this um Beat Cinema is doing something with, like, I guess Bandcamp is donating to the NAACP or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're doing a fundraiser on Twitch, I think, in conjunction with that. And so I have to go to my garage and just film a little mini set, which will be fun.
0: Awesome. And, <laughs> and there's more.
1: Yeah, it's such an L.A., you know, prison, but whatever. <laughs> um, but, and then what else do I have to do? My friend Claire and I actually had a podcast we started like a million moons ago about like basketball. But I like I love basketball. I do, but like I'm like I'm just the color commentary because I'm the barely paying attention usually to the season. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just like haha. You know I just say the funny things.
0: <laughs> you just drop it and you're like the ball. Did you see it? There it was. <laughs> yeah, <funny>.
1: exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm doing that at five, and I think that might be it. I didn't write all the stuff down, but it just felt like there was like a trillion little things. Oh, and then I'm shooting a music video this Saturday, so I have to like, that's the number one thing. I have to like plan everything related to that today.
0: Oh, casual, that's fine.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it just happened at the last second. I filmed the video and the label I'm on didn't like it. So they were like, redo the whole thing. And I was like, uh, and the song comes out next, next Friday.
0: Oh my God, are you so I'm can- like, woo! <laughs>
1: it was like-
0: What? <laughs> Maybe maybe a tiny bit more heads up of redo the whole thing like
1: (laughs) just a little. I think they were nervous because I was like, oh, I like this video, but no one the label like didn't like it, my manager didn't like it, but I was like, it's cool, you know, it's fine. Like I I like it, but they were like, I feel like it's got to be more powerful with the moment that's going on right now, and we want something more like grittier and cooler or whatever. So I was like, all right, cool,
0: okay. (laughs) I mean, I guess like when in doubt, then you'll have two videos and then you can do what you want with them
1: exactly you can just chop up the first video and then make little content or whatever.
0: right i mean do you feel do you feel gritty about what's happening i'm like do you feel i'm like i'm like what are you feeling like isn't it about what you feel about what's going on that you want to put in your video
1: yeah i mean i actually did want to Change the vibe. Of the video. They were like, do a lyric video and do a video. We're, so we, we shot the break of the video, and I was supposed to be editing a lyric video today.
0: Oh, and I was gonna make the lyric video
1: way more political, you know, like right, you know, Creative Commons footage and shit like that. Um, but what we're gonna do instead is make a whole video about reparations. So it's gonna be really, <laughs> really simple concepts, just because it's probably all we can execute.
0: Just yeah. everybody
1: in single colors, long shots, pushing in. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there's a big balloon sign in gold that just says reparations, and then there'll be, like, little things, you know, related to that, I guess. But that's that's all we have. We have two days.
0: What popped in my head was, like, oh, my God, you're going to be the influencer of reparations.
1: Perfect. Finally. <laughs> I'm happy
0: to do that. <laughs> I was going to say, like, like I just imagined those, those balloons that you see, like, on all of those shots, yes. people would, like... 21st birthday.
1: Oh, Live, laugh,
0: love. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know the balloons.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's brilliant because I was thinking, I was like, when you were saying, oh, this is so LA, if I had to do a last minute video shoot, the first thing I would probably do is just wander through downtown in the fabric district and just be mm. like, all right, shiny stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. Go on. It, the, the restaurant tours are right in that area, so it's like I'm just like bing, bing, bing. But the trick yep. is to, um, but uh, trick my job into thinking that I'm still sitting at my desk. That's the h- toughest
0: part. Mm, maybe <laughs> if you make updates and then send them out strategically via email at different times, they'll think exactly. they get them at those times.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. What I'm gonna have to do
0: schedule those emails to be like oh my god i just finished this cut
1: finally finished Whew.
0: yeah that was tough
1: four hours ago <laughs> 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 so silly. they got me this week i um we i went to josh retreated like try to shoot at my friend's house like this is a little short with me and like three friends mm-hmm. and nothing worked the camera like wouldn't connect to the lens or something like that
0: oh god
1: and freaking like my friend left the batteries in LA and it was a whole thing. <laughs> so we didn't shoot anything. And we came back and I was like, I was late as hell coming back. And they were like, they finally caught me after years, after years, I've been getting away with just not doing anything or like, you know, working a little bit or working very late right. at night.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: They were like, we we called a meeting. Where are you? Where's the stake? Blah, blah. So they just, <laughs> we had to have a whole meeting.
0: Like, oh my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, and I was thinking about even working in the adult industry right now, there's been such a shift of people uh, making their own content. And so I'd imagine that some of the sites are scrambling for that, especially with everything that's come out about, I don't think you work for some of the sites, but things came out about sites where people were being really shady um, and abusive towards people. And so now a lot of the talent are like, hey, we're just going to make our own stuff. Um yeah. So I would imagine that maybe that's why they're they're extra like up in arms right now.
1: Yeah, and like a lot of the stuff that's coming through is really, I think it actually looks really cool. Like <laughs> it looks to me, I'm like, man, do we even re- do we even need to have like big shoots because the stuff looks comparable in some kind of ways. Like, yeah, they've got three cameras set up. You know, just the two of them. I'm guessing they're like couples or whatever. There's a site called Stay Home, bro. We just started. So that's it's just like. Nice. You know these gay couples like in different uh scenarios you know just yeah. shooting for our different sites yeah but, hey i'm a security guard tomorrow i'm a priest. you know <laughs> <laughs>
0: well yeah and i think about like especially you're even talking about right now like okay i have to go and shoot my own music video like everyone's kind of creating their own content so it seems like really we just need places to aggregate it as opposed to places to make it. Exactly. Um, yeah.
1: And even some of the, sorry if I'm talking too much.
0: No, but, that's literally why you're here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always do that to my therapist. He's like, that's why you're here. Um, <laughs> but uh, a lot, of, I was doing like a lot of um, zoom recording sessions for like sync and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, i heard, I had a couple of them be like, yeah, my wife is just like, um, maybe we can move to move out of LA because you clearly don't need to like do sessions in person. So why are we even still here? And I was like, damn, wow. <laughs> gonna, like rearrange like so many things. Um, yeah.
0: And I guess why? I, wow. That was a weird question. My brain was like, <laughs> why do why? we need cities? Because yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> I wonder about, you know, what, what can be left up to chance, like how you, how you do run into people that you do end up working with, because yes, you can like arrange them over zoom and yes, you can like get to know people on the internet. But I know like, for instance, like I invited you to the podcast I'd been meaning to for months because I'd like seen you out and about in LA and was like, wow, I should really ask him about this. Um, and it came about organically because I I saw you out and about.
1: Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, how many people would I, simply have never met um if i if you know if if everything was zooming 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 yeah it's been been, i like it's been interesting because i've had to learn how to um how to be better on the internet i've always been like live singer live performance that's that's really what i love about music um, Mm. is, is singing in person and i've always felt like my big weeks my achilles heel was like the internet and, oh. so this is actually this has been kind of interesting because I just I resisted so hard and then it was like okay fine I'll learn how to be creative <laughs> and that's where like the, that video came from like the dance video I made to that song and that's what the whole reason I did that song it's because I was just like I gotta get you know I gotta do something please tell, like,
0: please tell everybody about that song I'm like please explain to everybody what the majesty of that song is
1: <laughs> so there was a police commissioner's meeting a couple weeks ago. And they were taking public comment and the lines were like super packed, obviously, because um, everyone wanted to scream at these people. And they did. Yes. Um, and there's this one caller that I, somebody sent it to me on Twitter and he's like talking to Mike, chief police chief Michael Moore And he's like, you know, you're unfit to serve. You know, like you, you don't deserve the title of police chief. Suck my dick and choke on it. I yield my time. Fuck you. And that's just like those series of words. Because of the, the words, I yield my time. It's like so polite. Yes, it makes it, it makes it so funny to me, it <laughs> to and so I heard it, and I was just like, you know, I'd finally finished whatever for the day, and I was just sitting sitting up at like midnight or something like that, and I, the thing is, I've never like ever really produced a song of mine. I've produced a lot of music for like little trailers or whatever, but I've never produced music that was like mine, really. It's crazy. I was just working. With yeah, I put pl- like I play uh guitar and piano and like i went to school for music and like know how to write it and whatnot but i just never have done like um you know ableton or Mm -hmm. something like that so i was like you know once again like let me just learn how to do stuff anyway so it's making this story long but the point is i was like let me chop this vocal up have fun with it blah blah blah. so i'm just dancing in my room (laughs) i probably finished at like 4 a.m excellent and i was like this is hot i'm digging it and so i was like I, kn- I knew i wanted to share it so i wanted to make a little video so i made some album art where i put you know a yield my time is on chief moore's head and then fuck you is right above his you know <laughs> lips or whatever Yes. Um, and then it was cool it got shared on some site i forget the name of it but it, it looked really like oh mel was the name of the site mel mm-hmm. and it was like honestly one of the like coolest things i've done and it's definitely the thing i've done that's gotten the biggest response ever which wow. is <laughs> <Just> crazy <laughs> like i i think i literally got verified on instagram because of that or something like that i don't know it just happened that's like.
0: hilarious see you are the reparations <laughs>
1: exactly that's right that's my next thing
0: um that's has he heard it has the guy who's Called in? Has he heard your remix?
1: Yes, he has. Um, because somebody tagged him in, like, I think the dance video I made, and then I like tagged him in, the, in a story, and then followed him, and now we, you know, follow each other. But we don't, we don't really like interact. He just like likes. He like liked the post, right? And I don't, I don't even think he reposted it, but he followed me back, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, okay. you don't, you don't want to like. You know, he seems like he wanted to just get that out.
0: Exactly. And
1: then that's it. You know, <laughs> he's not trying to be like all up and
0: I'm trying to imagine being him right now because, yeah, like, he, I did read that, like, he had planned the remarks so that he knew how long they were, which I was yeah. like, that's really cool. But I don't think, I mean, I don't think anybody would do something like that just to be like, and now I'm the next internet sensor.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: like,
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so I don't think he's really trying to be, you know. You know.
0: Yeah, it's like a, it's like a strange unintended side consequence I'm like I don't know what to call that when it's yeah. like you do something really awesome because it's really awesome but then people are like hold up now you're a meme <laughs> um, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. a weird product of our times yeah. um that's interesting though that you're like I went to school for music I write music all the time but this was the first thing you would produced for yourself mm-hmm. and then it's the thing that's now gotten the most attention I'm like right. That's hilarious and just fantastic.
1: You know, it's it's like people are like, oh, well, like friends of mine are like, yeah, you should, you know, do more stuff, keep producing stuff. And I'm even with this going well, or I'm still like, no. (laughs) 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 I'm like, I don't know. (sighs) I think it's just because right now I'm like doing a bunch of stuff and I really like collaborating with other people on music. Um I I just it just make I guess I guess it just makes me feel better in some sort of way to just work with other people.
0: I was curious, yeah, like what makes it more fun to produce someone else's music?
1: Um well I don't I I don't I produce stuff for other people, but it's pretty rare. But I just I just mean like when someone else is producing with me, like I'm sitting in the room Uh, and they're making a beat. And it feels like more of a conversation. So they're like, oh, you did this really cool part. So I'll change the beat in this way. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. and because I know that they know what they're doing. I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm in good hands. But <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, how do I, how do I delete this? How do, you know, and I'm like.
0: That's, I think that there's like this weird learning curve of production. That like about 10 years into doing it, that's when you start having like some sort of faculty with it, that it does the thing that you intend to do when you press yes, the buttons.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, and the decade leading up to that is just, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I definitely have had conversations with my computer where I'm just like, that's, that's not what I wanted <laughs> you to do.
1: Yeah.
0: It's maybe adjacent to what I had intended but that's not the noise that I was going for <laughs>
1: like
0: what what happened there <laughs> let's should we try this again
1: <laughs> I know it's like I work with Premiere you know video editing every day uh-huh and I just feel like every day there's like something like that You're yes like, why is this not encoding the way I thought it like <laughs> so, <laughs> like I've been working with this software for five years every single day. I like know it pretty well and it's like yep. Nope, sorry no, nope.
0: nope. that's so funny And yeah, I guess it's kind of the difference between A conversation with someone else and Almost like a conversation with yourself That sounds really weird mm-hmm. No, I know but, what
1: about,
0: yeah. but yeah, and it's like I, I personally like both Kinds of experiences, like I actually like To produce my own stuff because I like to just Sit in my music cave like a weirdo in a hoodie Being like
1: <laughs>
0: I press all the buttons Go <laughs> but that's very different than being in a studio with someone else and being like you you press some of the buttons
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know it's yeah something about when I'm trying to write the song I I just like don't want to have to consider the whole picture I guess Um, but I had fun I edited the video for my last song Petty my last video Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was sh- the guy who shot it. I was working with him on stuff, but he um, he works in Final Cut, and I, I was like, I'm gonna go to your house to edit it, and I didn't know he he didn't have Premiere, and so I was just I would just come to his house and sit in the dungeon and just like figure it out. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It was, it was so fun. It was you know really challenging because I'm like, how does the timeline work, or whatever the fuck.
0: Oh my god! Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> <just> like, <laughs>
1: But then, like, I'll be like, oh, look at all these cool little effects and shit like that. And I felt like it added something to the video. Added, <laughs> added, I was, like, experimenting. So they had, like, a Star Wars, you know, built-in a plugin or whatever. What? Like, they'll scroll the text down.
0: Oh, my God, that's awesome. And up. I was like, I got to use that. I started <laughs> scrolling the lyrics down
1: from the ceiling. I'm like, okay, cool. As if it was premiere, I might have just done my normal tricks, you know.
0: That's so funny. Yeah, because when you do experiment with new software, it's kind of fun because since you kind of don't know what you're doing, you might discover something different. Like, I I do that every time I use Ableton, frankly, even though Ableton is my usual software. Um, occasionally, I'll just be like, oh, my God, I had no idea this teeny tiny menu was there when you click on this little weird thing on one of the plugins. And it's like, surprise.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, Wait, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, you were there this whole I time. I know. past projects you're like what could I have done with that other thing yes
0: (laughs) if I only knew there was this yeah Ableton has lurking menus I call it where there's like little buttons on the plugins you mentioned interviewing people downtown and I was curious what are you interviewing them for and you said they're restaurants that you're interviewing that are black businesses
1: yeah so um I think the original story was uh I pitched to LA Taco was that I was going to Interview a black business owner that had been looted, and see how they felt about, um, you know, being looted. Like, do they have, feel wow. feelings? Yeah. Like they supported George Floyd, but they were hated that their shop got looted. Yeah. But, um, I I don't have a car, so I kept my scope very limited, like downtown, basically next to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I only saw, I only found one business owner. Um, wow. Who was looted? Which you know, that's great. Mm-hmm. But. Everybody, to, but then LA Taco wanted it to be about food too. So the story kind of like turned into this situation where I'm like basically interviewing black business owners, getting their opinions on the protests, um, seeing if they were worried. And then every, every time every business owner I went to was like, we're having like the best sales ever that we've ever had. <laughs> um, so
0: That's awesome.
1: I had to, Yeah, it became this like weird hybrid story where I'm just like reporting on how how much strife is still going on in the streets but how there's this like pocket of greatness going on huh like even the guy whose shop got ruined he was like no man he was like Gabrielle union facetimed me yesterday to tell me that she supports me and she bought a bunch of stuff i was like damn (laughs) i was like congrats man
0: like well done Yeah. yeah that's i'm excited about reading that story because i had been reading about multiple shop owners who were like, yeah, you know, on Melrose by where I live, it was like multiple shop owners were like, yeah, that was bad, but we understand why.
1: Exactly.
0: Like, that's cool (laughs) (laughs) to be the general vibe of what was going on that they were like, no, we, uh, we get it. I love like Cantor where I grew up going was like, here, do you want some water and some snacks? You seem to be tired from protesting. Yeah. Can we feed you? And I'm like, Oh my God, that's yes. That is my heritage. I am always forever offering yeah. people snacks and water.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. And like, it was wild because like the first, in the first couple days I made the mistake of watching like local news. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't turn it on. Um, <laughs> Um, But it was like, all the reporting was like, oh, these looters, uh, can you believe that they're ruining our great city and the cops are just trying to do so much to help them? These poor looters are ruining it. um, And none of it was like about, you know, police, you know, beating people with sticks or driving cars through crowds. None of that was good. I was, was, yeah. Yeah, I was so mad. But then they, they kept interviewing shop owners and I know they were hoping the shop owners would say like, you ruined my life. But every interview they aired was like, Yeah. I mean, it sucks a lot, but, um, you know, we get it.
0: (laughs) I mean, that was the vibe in, in my neighborhood. Like I, my friends were at, um, the Pan Pacific protest and one of them is too young to remember the LA riots, which I was a kid for like the last round. And then the other is from the UK And so they didn't super know what they were getting into. They're both journalists, but I told them, I'm like, hey, just, you know, like, I was like, of course, go and cover it. But if you want to protest, get out of the car. If you don't want to protest, stay in the car. And they're both like, why would we stay in the car? And I'm like, because you're going to get shot with stuff. And they were like, we're not going to get shot with stuff. And then they actually got footage of the cops had ambushed people from the CBS lot. that's where they were that's where they were stationed when they came out and started attacking protesters was out of the gates that lead at like Beverly and Fairfax
1: okay
0: so yeah my friends got footage of that and that wasn't aired on the local news but that was Mm -hmm. freaky they were literally hiding behind dumpsters
1: oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: it was one of those things where I was like I never thought I'd utter the sentence like yeah, my friends got footage of the cops coming out from behind dumpsters from the CBS lot to shoot rubber bullets at
1: protesters.
0: (laughs) Like, what? Like, yeah. It just just
1: gets more despicable every day.
0: It's just, it was crazy. It's it's wild that, like, yeah, I couldn't believe that the news wasn't actually covering what was happening, especially after seeing, like, seeing that footage because my friends then came to my house because i'm right up the street and you can actually see from my like the roof of my building we could see like where the helicopters were going so we could see like where are the fires where's different things going on um and that that wasn't being covered at all it was just like yeah yeah, it was just like oh my god people are taking shoes and i'm like that's what you're worried about (laughs)
1: exactly (laughs) oh my god
0: yeah i was just like you're, you're not worried about like the police ambush of peaceful protesters you're worried about the shoes
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it was it was it's just it's super disheartening but then it like tell, it says a lot about you know the relationship obviously between the media and, and police and uh blah, blah blah I mean you know about this but it's just like when I was in journalism school they mm-hmm. were like you know the police are the only source you can really use as a journalist for like crime stories or whatever Mm -hmm. um and not get sued yeah and so they are so reliant on police because you know the police are petty people and so they will like literally just lock you out yeah um and you won't have any sources for your stories and whatnot unless you just unless you kind of play ball with them and so watching that i was like oh god because i know why they're reporting this way i know why they're not showing this stuff
0: exactly well, and they were targeting journalists, like um, my friends who went, they didn't have a press pass that day. Wow. Um. But one of my friends is an investigative journalist and he's still covering the protests. And I mean, they full on, I think it was at the Beverly Hills protest where they shot at him while he was wearing his press badge. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's like, cool, cool, cool. That's cool, cool, uh, cool. yeah. that's fine. We love that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I don't know what I was thinking about this country, but. I was just like, like telling some talking to somebody this morning and I was like I was t- talking about shooting this video and I was like, well, what if I did this thing where it was something like I'm dressed up because I have like this police off this sexy cop dress or something oh, wow. like that. Um, so I want to at least do something like something maybe at the video at the beginning rather the video where like maybe I'm letting myself into the lot or the, the lot to shoot the video or something and I'm wearing a sexy cop. <laughs> But I was like, well, how far can I go without the police getting mad at me? That's like a thought I had. And I was, or like, I was like, could I, you know, in a video beat the shit out of a police officer? Would that be allowed? You know, like without the police so showing up at my door, shit like that, and I was, it, I hate, I, I just didn't think that like, that's where we lived. But that's yeah. like, literally, you know, with people people getting lynched and shit, I'm like, I'm like scared to make things that I would just normally make. You know, <laughs> like.
0: And that's, that's real. Like the fact that all of a sudden people are like, oh, all these suicides by hanging from trees, right.
1: excuse me. Like, come on, y'all. Yeah, Yeah. and
0: like, I think about what you said about, you know, like it's it's interesting to think about that satire can be dangerous in that way. Yeah because we can express so much through satire and you can express your anger through satire, but then justifiably like feel afraid. And I'm like, that's, that's heavy.
1: Yeah. And I just, that's another thing is like, the, I mean, like the, the function of that kind of stuff of satire and stuff like that is so that isn't, you know, so that people can be feel free and whatnot, but a lot of ways it like, it allows you to relieve some of the tension that's maybe inside you and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when you keep stuff like that pent up, I feel like that's how you end up with revolutions on your hands and shit like that. When you're trying to constantly stifle people's, you know, expression, like, yeah. you know, we, we watch people like burning Obama in effigy and shit like that all the time. And you're like, yeah. that's horrifying, but you're literally like, that's what we're supposed to be able to do.
0: Right. No, I think that you're right, that it's like if you stifle any form of expression, even though sometimes that expression can be scary, like that is what leads to then pent up aggression.
1: Yes, exactly. And then, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So it's while watching and I'm, you know, you hope it kind of cools off and whatnot, but it seems like it's only getting hotter and hotter and hotter, like the people's rage and whatnot. Um, And I mean, like, I mean like racists and shit. Um yeah, no. <laughs> I got that.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's it's almost like it's funny because the the other field that I work in is therapy. And I remember when I was studying behavioral therapy, especially working with children, there's something called an extinction burst where kids will throw tantrums, um, because they, they get them what they want. Like if you behave badly, sometimes it gets you what you want. Mm-hmm. Um and they'll keep doing this but if you stop feeding into the tantrum like if you don't give them attention for it they'll have what's called an extinction burst well they'll have like like the biggest temper tantrum right until they realize it doesn't work and then they they stop because it doesn't get them what they want right um so really the only way (laughs) it's like you have to like tire them out where you're like okay you're going to keep freaking out and it's still not going to get you what you want. Yeah. And then people learn like, Oh wait, that's, that's not how I get the, the thing. Yeah. I, I feel like I've been watching like the extinction burst of like white supremacy where they're like, maybe if we're extra terrible and you're like, no, you're, you're still just being terrible. Like yeah. yes. it's really all you're doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like- yeah. I feel like this, the, extin- I've been waiting for the extinction burst with these people for, so long and um i keep hoping that like now is the time that they're just gonna like peak yeah it's like i feel like they have so much more left in the tank and that scares me a lot yeah um and people like people are like offering give me rides places because they're worried because i'm like all you know i'm always like out and about going, yeah isn't and that and they're like well be careful and i hate that people stop calling me i hate that people um uh have to worry about me in that way yeah and then i have to like walk around i was in joshua tree like i said over the weekend and i i've been all over the country i've been in the south a bunch or whatever i have never felt that much like uh disdain from people nobody said, said anything to me but like glaring at me and like not breaking eye contact and I'm wearing, like, you know, hot pink shorts and whatnot. Like, whatever. I look good. Um, I was,
0: like, excellent. I mean, <laughs> my face, I was, like, hot pink shorts. I, I like where you're going with this. Yeah.
1: I was, you know, just trying to have a good time with my life. But it was just, like, I'm, like, it, we walked into this diner. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it was me, another black person, and two white people. Mm-hmm. And, we, we, and the the to the first group of us was a white person black person they walked in and walked right the fuck out they were like we're not doing this wow. like, no 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 but I walked in I was like well I I like this menu so I'm just gonna <laughs> I, You're like, it... I
0: am powering through this <laughs> yeah
1: exactly but I so, said but I did it and I I regretted it because I was like this sucks like the wow. whole vibe of this like the table next to me is just staring at me Wow. Like the whole vibe of this place is just like, get out, get out, get out. Oh, my out. God. But no one's saying anything. but like, right, right, right like, right. like, you know, two or three tables are just, one dude would just like, you know, you make eye contact with somebody when they're like staring at you to like stop them from yes. looking at you. Yes, yes. This guy was not breaking. He was just like, he just looked right at me. We just looked at each other. Whoa. For like four seconds. And it was just like, damn, Joshua Tree.
0: Whoa. And, and I guess is, that's also layered with all the pandemic stuff, too, that like. I would assume I don't know if it's a false assumption that people are also very hostile because like they're like oh my gosh outsiders
1: yeah um, yeah totally and no one, but no one's wearing masks out there like it's what? it's not true I shouldn't say that there's like there's a very clear vibe of the person who's like not gonna wear a mask it's uh, like yeah, yes <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, that's a good way of putting that you know it's like tough tough people and whatnot and like harley people kind of vibe and in this place that was clearly the dominant energy gotcha you know everybody was kind of sitting far apart but it was like you know you have to pass people to get your order and whatnot yeah Uh, that no one's wearing a mask no one's walked no one walked in with a mask oh my god my mask is pink so there's you know it's like all kinds of stuff
0: I was gonna say, so they're probably like they immediately like clocked you as like not from here.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, there's no way I was gonna. (laughs) I wasn't gonna fit in no matter what. Well,
0: and you spoke to something that I, you know, I relate to in a different way of like that you don't like that people have to think about protecting you, and it was weird. I was I was in Reykjavik last fall and the fall before that for a music festival and it's honestly the only place in the world that i felt comfortable walking alone at night yeah um like yeah and it was weird the first time i felt it i realized like my friends had told me like we had all kind of parted ways and they were like, Oh, you can, you can walk back. Cause I said, like, I just presupposed. I was like, who wants to walk me back to my hotel? And they were like, silly little Jewish girl from LA. <laughs> they were
1: like,
0: you do not need to walk back to your hotel. What, what's going to happen? You're going to, it's going to be windy. Like, like, <laughs>
1: Maybe.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, side note, I did almost get knocked over trying to open a door in the wind. See? The wind there is very vehement. It makes itself <laughs> Um, Apparently second windiest place in the world other than, I think, Antarctica. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. But um, so the wind's no joke. But they, they were reassuring me, like, nothing is going to happen to you. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they told me about, like, the one murder that happened on the island. It's, like, infamous because it's, like, the one murder. Yeah. Um and like stuff like that where I'm just like whoa cuz like I realized like I could kind of put down that armor and so when I was walking around I I'd, I'd never had that feeling before that I could just walk around. Yeah. Um and it's weird to have to account for people to protect you but it's become almost like second nature to me now and I don't like it. Like I yeah. I, I don't yeah. enjoy it. Um, so I'm like, Oh, that resonated. Cause I'm like, I hate that when I'm like, Oh, who's going to walk me to my car. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, can you imagine like this country is just so confused, <laughs> you know, the, you know, the police are here to simply monitor and arrest us and whatnot, or, you know, or, you know, crime could be high in a certain area or whatever. You know, we have the obsession with guns, blah, 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 blah. You know, my whole yep. thesis about America. Yeah. You go somewhere and like you feel that peace for one second, and you're like, it feels so weird because, um, it, at least for me, it feels like I almost don't deserve to feel safe or something like wow. that. Like, like, I go there and I'm like, oh, I feel I feel like fine, and I feel like kind of accepted here, and I feel good. Like when I was in Berlin, for example, uh-huh. I was like, this is pretty tight. I feel like, I'm not you know, like yeah, whatever, um, and it felt like wrong to me. And this is like. Yeah,
0: I I cried like full on the first night that I was walking alone. I was just like walking by the harbor of Reykjavik at like two in the morning crying, like a very sane person. <laughs> um, <laughs> very normal activity to do. Um, but I cried because like, I didn't feel like I didn't deserve it, but I cried because I had spent so much time not having that. And I was like, what? why Why did I have to spend the rest of my life not feeling this way when you can feel this way?
1: Yeah, right? Like, uh, yeah. I don't I don't even know how to articulate it. But yeah, like you said, like, why did I spend all this time not feeling this? And then there's, for, for me at least, there was something about having that felt like, that made me feel weird. I don't know. But yeah. then it made me feel like, it made me feel like I could get used to it. You know? <laughs> like, yeah,
0: it made me, by the the second trip that I took there and I can't wait to go back, they like just reopened, their airport and i'm just like take me now (laughs) please (laughs) adopt me (laughs) i'm portable (laughs) but um yeah it's like i want that experience again and it it makes me sad that i don't have that here and it also makes me sad that like my first instinct when you said i want to keep it proximal to like where i live in downtown my first thought was like yeah i could give you a ride
1: right and yeah like,
0: that is my first instinct is to be like like I said I'm grew up Jewish so I'm like would you like some snacks yeah um, <laughs> but like, it's like that that instinct to protect but also knowing that it's like you don't want to be someone that has to have someone protecting you
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah totally it'd be, you know it'd be nice to I don't know it's just <laughs> they just seem like and, and I sometimes I feel like I'm like losing it like, am I am, am I paranoid or something like that? Um, but I think it's just from like reading the news sometimes maybe too much. Like sometimes I just need to take a break. Uh, yeah,
0: there is. I mean, I think that especially in the last few weeks, everyone's kind of getting a bit of like media fatigue. I don't know what to yeah. call it.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, very that like, you know, when I was in Josh Street, cause that's when the lynchings were being reported on at least like when I started, when I first was seeing them. And it was yeah. Like, I was like i almost wish i had just hadn't read it and it, it's so yeah. insidious too because it feels like it doesn't i read it and then i'm like okay i'm fine i'm hungry what's for lunch but then right. you realize later on or whatever you're like oh this is really affecting me negatively and it's making me paranoid yes and like,
0: yes you know?
1: so yeah.
0: yes no i i definitely get that
1: exactly yeah i mean even right now just talking about it i i was you know i was just doing my stuff today and now right now, and like, since we talked about it, I'm like, right, the world's on fire, you know, like,
0: yeah. and it's hard to hold in your mind because you have to keep like being a person. You can't yes. just like be immobilized by it, but you're also like, shit, the world's on fire. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird cognitive dissonance I was like, know one of my colleagues who uh she's like my good friend from grad school and she and i were talking about how weird this whole situation is where we're like we're therapists also what the hell is going on <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> i know we're all gonna need so much help i mean right now we already need up but like if the smoke clears you know, like, say, say right. 2021, everything goes back to normal or something.
0: Oh We're all going to need
1: so much help.
0: Seriously? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just like, this is all, you know, there was no workshop on this in grad school. Exactly. Um, You had mentioned, I picked up, you had said that you studied journalism, which I did not know.
1: Yeah, I, that's, um. I, I moved here just, you know, to be a singer, um, but I mean, or to, Try to get to a certain level as a singer, um, mm-hmm. but my like excuse was that I came here uh, to go to grad school, to, to go to grad school and study journalism. Wow! And um, freaking USC had just truncated their program from two years to one year. Went from a MA to an MS, ah, and ah. I was like, um, yeah, I can do a year. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I swore I wasn't going to go back to school. Yeah, but I was like, but I—I always wanted to go to Jaru School for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and it was tight. Um, USC was people sometimes are like, you know, are they people shitty. I was like, no, everybody was fine though. The only vibe I got a little bit was like, you know, like people were pretty rich.
0: Yep, yep. <laughs> the fact that it's like it's walled off from the community, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's only become more so recently. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, even when I was there, it was, like, a couple of students had been killed, and it just created this, like, environment that was just very negative, you know, (laughs) like yeah like don't interact with the community around you basically yeah
0: yeah that's that's the vibe that I got I gave a talk there last year and I definitely got that feeling where it's like it was very cloistered like there's everything that you would need in the immediate school environment Mm -hmm. which was in some ways good like it's like okay you have amenities for your students there but it also separated them from the community in a way that I would only imagine would foment conflict.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. you know, because they want the students to either you know, want students to keep going going there, but they wanna, you know, convince parents, I guess, or you know, the students that like, hey, don't worry, like we're gonna keep these, you know <laughs> people, the people away. Who live
0: in this neighborhood <laughs> away from you. We're gonna
1: keep <laughs> like... them away from you. And so it's cool, you'll be safe. There's a trader Joe's here, you're good. <laughs> um but there wasn't when I was there. I would have loved to have a trader Joe's there. Anyway.
0: That's so funny, Um, but you did study there and it sounds like at the very least you enjoyed it and got stuff out of it.
1: I did. I was very uh, jaded about journalism. Um, I was very jaded about journalism when I first got out of school because it's like, you know, it's really hard to get a journalism job and it's, if you're freelancing, you know, everybody knows this story. It's just really tough. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I just I didn't, I didn't have the, um, what do you call that, the strength, I guess, to, to, to go that road. And even now, like most of the journalism I do is just like interviewing musicians or okay. like a profile on someone like really easy stuff that doesn't involve reporting and stuff like that. Um, and I just got back into reporting and I'm like, oh, God, this is such a hustle. <laughs> you know, it's it just
0: like people don't realize how time intensive it is especially yeah. if you're doing investigative reporting to in some ways like it speaks to kind of having the privilege to have the time and space to be able to do that and then yeah. the stories like it's time intensive and it's resource intensive
1: yeah exactly i mean the toughest part uh, in my mind is that you're never off it's like you're yeah. always just kind of like oh wait but the, this element this element, and i wonder if this person is going to get back to me and it's And like the constant background running
0: when you're trying to do other
1: things too is like a little too much.
0: Yeah, like trying to balance that. I guess like I ended up in a quarantine pod with two journalists. So definitely got to see that where it was like, it was two journalists, me who's a musician therapist and then another musician. And it was fascinating seeing like kind of the ways in which we all run but it gave me a lot of respect for the hustle of journalism that it's not just like oh I'm gonna I'm just gonna interview one person and then we're done
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) I know I mean that's what I like doing now I'm like listen just keep make it simple for me (laughs) it's just like like I go here I do the journalism and then the journalism is done until I write the story which is just you know transcribing the interview
0: we have done the journalism
1: the journalism is done
0: that's so funny wait so how did you get into editing with video
1: um yeah so that's because i was like writing for reuters and shit like that and i was tired Mm -hmm. my friend was like and i wasn't making any money yeah was like hey i you know i edit for mormonboys.com like do you want to you know just do this for now and it'll be a nice supplementary income and i did it and it's like you know porn is a very stable industry like they're always making money yeah and making new stuff um and so I did it thinking I would just do it for a second. And then it was just like, kept rolling, kept rolling, kept rolling. And it's a flexible job. Right. And In a sense. So like, I, like you heard of me at the beginning, like I'm working right now, but I'm going to do eight other things. Yeah. <laughs> know, like, like while I'm working, I'm going to go, you know, take care of other business. Right. Um, right. And so it's really good for that. It is, um, I'm like tired of it. <laughs> 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 I am so tired of doing this. Um, but it does serve my life like pretty well. It it barely pays anything, but it's like a baseline pay. And then I go out and I, you know, I'll sing for a TV show. I'll do whatever. Yeah. 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 Money in other ways.
0: I noticed that you said that you do a lot of stuff for sync.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I work with this company. I'm signed to this company called sweet on top. Mm -hmm. And she, the owner, Christina Benson will hook me up with different people. And it's, it was, it sucks because I was kind of like on a nice little run. I think I got, I got two of them, like two sinks, which is like nice. Yeah, um, well done. Thank you. Uh, but then like, <laughs> you know, COVID happened and it was like everything dried up. It was just like.
0: Yeah, <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And we're trying to, you know, we'll do a, I'll do a session. And it's like, cool, cool, cool. cool it's fine. You know, we'll do it over Zoom. And after a while you realize like, I don't think any of these are going to get <laughs> you know, like, oh,
0: you're like, what are these getting up for? Because like production is at a standstill.
1: Exactly. And then you start to get kind of a um a negative feeling about them because you're like, yeah. oh again, another session? Like, oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. You know, like yeah. and all the sessions are like, we want you to sing about togetherness and inspiration and, right. and like, so it's all the same kind of like um validity, whatever.
0: Yes. Um, yes.
1: So that gets tiring too. Singing about, you know, it's basically like gospel songs, but you don't say God.
0: (laughs) That is an excellent way to describe sync music, because I think that non musicians don't quite get like, I mean, obviously, lots of different kinds of music are synced, but there's like a specific kind of sync music that you can make that's like, there's like top 20 words are like, together uh-huh. united and uh-huh. you talk about love but not in a sexy way in a sexy way <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> only unsexy love Thank
0: only you. unsexy love very platonic love that you might have for you know your partner of 40 years or a detergent <laughs> <laughs>
1: like... yes very close bonds
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Yeah, it's funny, a friend was mixing a song of mine and he did an audio share, that was cool. Like he did an audio share from his computer to mine so I could listen live on my monitors to what he was doing. Nice. Yeah, which like, yeah, I'd be down for more of that. I'd imagine it would be hard to write a song over Zoom also because things are like that slight bit asynchronous.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um,
0: And so that would be frustrating.
1: Yeah it's yeah that i mean that part is frustrating but i didn't think of it like we'll do like a shared google doc or whatever or writing lyrics together and mm-hmm. you know you're sending little demos even they're like hey do you want to go and mute real quick and we'll just go and mute and then i'll demo my ideas and then send yeah them and yeah, like yeah. Like, you kind of make it work it, it was like not as hard as i thought it was going to be
0: because that's fun I have a friend on the east coast where I'll just like send him stuff where I'm just like here's this voice note I made um and he'll just sometimes like be like oh I thought of this elaboration on it like send me a voice note back and like yeah. that I really like I guess that's less formal in a way and I like that where you can just kind of bandy ideas back and forth
1: yeah love the word uh, bandy too that's a great
0: word yeah I said it and was just like have I ever said that word aloud I don't know Fun <laughs> with it
1: <laughs> yeah. so good bandy so good
0: Oh. Do you ever have that, that you have words that are just lurking that you've read, but uh, yes. never said aloud, and you're like, I'm going to give it a go. Now's the yeah. time.
1: Yeah. Usually it's like, if I'm, I don't know, like, it's a lot of times, like, if I'm talking to somebody for an interview or something, like a restaurant owner or something, and I'll just like, some word will just come out. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my brain being like, I don't know. It's just it's <laughs> like talking like I wouldn't talk, you know? Like, yes. Yeah, but it's it's fun. I don't know. It's kinda nice too. Bandy's such a good word.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it, it was fun to say. I think I might have to like say it more. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It went good places. Yeah, exactly. Um Well when you said that your song is coming out next Friday that you're shooting okay. a video for like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: like fashion district, save us. <laughs>
1: I know. It, but it'll get done. It's like, I, I keep this whole call. I've been trying to start a Google Doc for me and the, the director. And I just haven't done it. It's just like.
0: I mean, You know, I think that when you said this is so very LA, I forget that other people don't do that. And that's actually kind of, like I said, part of the conceit of the podcast is it's like, why not both? And some of it is like you can't do everything at the same time because there's only one you. Um, But also, you know, that drive to do multiple things because you're excited by them.
1: Yeah. And then, well, then I worry because whenever I stop moving, now, now I'm like addicted to moving fast so like when I stop suddenly I feel useless in some sort of way or like I'll feel every emotion that I've kind of like not dealt with or every problem I haven't dealt with is suddenly like screaming as opposed to just like (laughs) like a normal level of whatever it's like oh my god oh my god
0: instead of like a murmur of like oh no yeah exactly (laughs) that's you know it's it's interesting you said that because I was learning about trauma responses. And one of them is um, like when we think of flight, we often think of like running away from something. But it can often manifest, particularly in Western cultures, as overwork. Because it's right. like you launch yourself into something else so that you don't have to think about whatever, whatever the thing is that's stressing you out. You're like, cool, I'll just... I'll run away into another project or another another thing, and so then, when there's that absence, that's when it comes back, and you're like,
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my therapist has been trying for about a year now to get me to just like deal with stuff <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> it's hard,
1: yeah, and I just i keep I'll start the process and then it'll feel too scary, and I'll be like, Hey. Um no, you know like I just, <laughs> I'm just going to do stuff. Like, he's like that's
0: like, cool. JK.
1: JK. <laughs> yeah, he's like that's cool but eventually you have to. I'm like, yeah, maybe. You <laughs> like
0: go. I always tell my clients that I'm like, therapy is like, people think it's going to be someone that's being there just being like, oh, yeah, I hear your problems. But I'm like, no, it's sort of more of like a low key accidental, like brutal workout. <laughs> Where like, while you're doing it, you're like, I think I can move this way. And afterwards, you're like, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Listen, he freaking he was like, um, I want you to write a letter to your childhood self
0: yeah and
1: I was like okay sick <laughs> but <laughs> I, I did the letter and it like broke me it was like I, I was like the letter was like so mean to my younger self oh. and he was like that was like not what you are supposed to do he's like there's no wrong answer but
0: yeah but I didn't mean like, for why you to are you like, so mean to yourself
1: yeah because like, I didn't mean for you to come for yourself like that <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like now we have even more to talk about <laughs>
1: yeah exactly
0: oh this, this wild. I've definitely I've I've done that where I've assigned homework for clients and not like it's backfired but it's I almost feel like I have you played D&D
1: uh just a little bit
0: okay yeah. I am I'm an inexperienced and impatient D&D player frankly uh but the first campaign I ever played in, um, the DM had thought of this whole giant plot line, and I quite accidentally undid it in a single move in my first game, um, and like just totally ruined his plot line. And we accidentally became like pirates, and that was great. But yeah. like I basically like blew up the bad guy in one move and then stole his ship. Yeah. Um, not not what the plot was supposed to be. And I feel that way sometimes in therapy when I'm working with clients where I'm like, yes, I have this whole like plan for you and this whole storyline. And then they do something and I'm like, you're a pirate now <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're all pirates now yeah it's just like this is the plot
0: exactly <laughs> so it's like sometimes the things that you have one intention for you're like cool piracy okay fine <laughs> yeah we're gonna yeah, go exactly. that road now <laughs> yeah
1: let's just go with it that's how I try to live my life it's just like all right let's just go with it
0: yeah yeah And it's like all right we're, we're going to do it. And, you know, I'm glad that you are talking openly about therapy. I was talking with another therapist about this, about particularly black men and therapy do not often collide because the people who are therapists do not often present themselves as helpful.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like all kinds of, I mean, it just. I mean, I'm sure there's so many reasons, but I just know growing up, it was always like, therapy was for people who were crazy. Right. Lost their minds or some shit like that. And um I remember telling somebody that I was in therapy. Like <laughs> it was like I think it was somebody I was gonna hook up with.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> Off of like scruff or something. And I was like, oh sorry I was late. I was in therapy and he was like, what? He was like so terrified to meet up with me then.
0: Oh my god, really?
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. (laughs) I was just like, are people okay? I'm like, that's, I, I get really stoked when someone tells me that they're in therapy because it means that I have to do less emotional labor.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm like, oh, how exciting. You have a place for this.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. And it's great because, um, it's hard for me to notice when I'm like getting better or something like that, or like when I'm improving or however the, whatever the metric is, Mm-hmm. but he but he's like you know i've been working with you for a year he's like it's night and day man he's like you know when you came in this was xyz and now you, you know, you're able to do this and that and it's uh-huh. it's really nice to hear that especially when he points it out you're like you're right i <laughs> i don't feel that way about this thing anymore or whatever it is you know
0: that's so cool. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I write notes for my clients during session and then I photograph the notes and send them to them. Cause I'm like, they're not like secret notes. <laughs> um, it's like, here's what we talked about. Um, because I tend to retain information best by the act of writing it. Right, yeah. So it's cool though, because then I have in my client files, it's almost like I have the story of like our treatment together and how they are. And, you know, how they see themselves, how I see them, like, you know, it's all there. And so it's really interesting to sometimes pull a file and be like, where was this client when we started? Where are yeah. they now? And like you said, it can sometimes be like, totally night and day where like, and I'll bring that up with clients sometimes where I'm like, Hey, remember when you did blah, blah, blah. And they're like, Oh my God, I would. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, for real, like, it's, it's very much that it's like, like, um, when I first started seeing him, I was like, my main way of dealing with anything was like going to the bar or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was like my therapy. You know, I see all my friends and it's like, you know, I still like bars or whatever, but just from then to now, my relationship with just like having to numb stuff like that is like yeah, totally different. I mean, I still have the the energy to do that or something, but I, I have like so many other tools for doing it that is like. I was like oh right you know I like right. I took da- dance class like dance class or something like that will replace that for me or like yeah. making making memes sometimes it's <laughs> like the same I get the same kind of like high or whatever of like um, oh yeah there it is
0: bless There's, you like, I literally just like touched my heart I was just like you're speaking directly to my love of memes <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean yeah I think we all thought they were going to be inconsequential when memes first started and now they're like they're so real you know, They're literally
0: I, I joke that like they're actually a love language now I'm yeah. like they're very much it's like our it's like our own hieroglyphics where we're like no this contains a different meaning than just the image or just the words
1: yeah exactly it's like I don't know it's like some I feel like some names really hit me on like a deep level like When you see him, um, when we saw memes, I think early on in memes, I would, I wouldn't have imagined that I'd be thinking about that meme 10 years later. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I absolutely am. You You know, like, if you're really instructive, it's good.
0: They can be. I've definitely, I mean, I've brought memes into therapy, like clients have brought memes to me, whereas some of my clients will text me just being like, oh, this hit me. And like, Uh, you know, like things like that. And I like that. I like that my clients can like send me memes and I'm like, I can see exactly where you're at right now. Thank you. That is, (laughs) that is illustrative. Um, I appreciate it.
1: (laughs) Yes. Love illustratives.
0: well, I'm excited to read. When is the article coming out that you're doing the interviews for?
1: Um, it's supposed to come out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
0: Um, yeah. So you've got a busy day. I'm just like, I'm enjoying talking to you. And I'm also like, I feel bad that I should like let you go so you can do all the things <laughs> that you were saying. <laughs>
1: well, this is good because I did all my day jobs or I'm like working on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, It's super easy stuff. Like I it's a mindless edit. So I've just been talking and, like, doing little... You can probably hear the keyboard, like...
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's fine. It's, just it's fine. fine.
1: Totally fine. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Totally fine. So, you know, speaking of memes, I'm like, I feel like that meme is, like, the emblem of our times, of, like, the dog in the room on fire. like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, <God. laughs>
1: exactly. I've seen, we've see that we've seen that, that one in particular so many times this year.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I feel like... It was actually the year that Trump got elected that I I drove out of my parking garage. I'd been at a friend's that night, and then, like, I, I came home, and I drove out, and somehow, like, I don't even know what happened, but there was literally a dumpster with a smoldering fire oh. outside my garage, which I've got to say, like, WeHo is not usually known for its dumpster fires, but it <laughs> uh, felt like... I'd
1: like different. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm very here for that. That was great. Um, <laughs> but it, it seemed very emblematic. I was just like, wow, there's a literal dumpster fire.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> like, I don't know how that happened, but like, um, heavy with the symbolism.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that fire still rages to this day.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that dumpster, it is still smoldering. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. <sighs> Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for your time today. I'm excited to share your songs and your articles and to spread the word of the rad things that you are doing. Thank you. Yes.
1: I'm excited to keep doing it, you know.
0: Exactly. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Why Not Both. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also come hang out with us on social media. We are at WNB The Podcast, both on Instagram and Twitter. This season we are brought to you by Under The Radar. Under the Radar is a nationally distributed print music and entertainment magazine and website. You can find them at www.undertheradarmag.com and feel free to support them on Patreon. Extra special thanks to our producer Laura Studerus who has been absolutely amazing. Thank you again and I look forward to next week's episode.
1: i <laughs>